December 11th, 2016, and congratulations to OG Dota. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Emily Dalton. And this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. Oh, it's been a hot minute, Emily. Welcome back. <laughs> Howdy. Man, so you have actually watched more of the Boston Major than I have. I still have some replays to go back to because I kept, you know, being at work and stuff. But uh... I missed a lot of day one, I feel like. But yeah, beyond that, I saw most games. It was a great, great tournament. How did you feel about the grand finals? (laughs) There was one great game. Yeah. I feel like the grand finals helped to point out, point up why I really hate single elimination. Um, OG were the ones who'd played them before, who'd played at Fidem before. And so they had more experience with how they like to play and were able to kick the crap out of them. And don't get me wrong. I love that Ed Finn made him that made it that far. I, along with apparently everybody else, was really rooting for them, and it's so great. And I hope they get tons of sponsorship and support and go on to just kick the crap out of everybody. It was a great story, and they seem like really good guys and great Dota players. Um, but you know, as happens, it turns out that the team with less experience has a more narrow skill window right now. Mm-hmm. And OG, having played them before, were able to take them down, and. Yeah, I hate single elimination. I really think things could have turned out differently. It feels like the TI4 secret thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it TI5? I mix it up. But the, the, the original secret debut Five, I think. where they were unstoppable in group stages and then they hit the main stage and everyone had figured them out by then because they had one strategy. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was... I, I think Adfinum is playing better than Secret was then. And it's not that they had one strategy, but it is that they really... They really were more comfortable with a fast-paced game. And when OG could slow it down, it really threw them off. Yeah, and I, you know, one strategy, like Adfinem, like, single elimination wouldn't have meant Secret won that TI, right? They got knocked out really fast. Right. Um, but, and so I think Adfinem was certainly more flexible than that, for sure. But yeah, as you say, they weren't, they had, they had trouble making the adjustment, for sure. Well, and um, how do you make the adjustment to your first Valve Major? You know, they did amazing. And really, I think I'm not the only person who, after that third game, the best game of the the tournament, no question, after that third game in the finals thought, now they're going to lose the next game because they left it all on the field. And it was incredible. It was such a game. But it was. They're green enough that 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 was it. I I was at work during the whole of the grand final. um, And I was, what, checking trackdota.com, which is basically (laughs) like, live text updates every like 30 seconds as to what's happening in the game Mm -hmm. and it was oh that game was just like was just it almost killed me have you been able to watch it since i haven't i want to that's i'm going to probably during the next two days that i have off um but like you would get stuff where it's just like you know like okay update so-and-so bought lotus orb (laughs) update you know like this support died update Four barracks were destroyed. You're like, what? <laughs> Gotta watch it. It's like, update. So and so dropped a rapier and then picked it back up. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, when my uh, and it went 85 minutes. So so long. Um, and when my partner got home from work, he said, <laughs> driving up the driveway, he could see me through the windows in our front door, standing in front of the TV with my hands clasped clasped over my mouth, like. At which point I was probably chanting either, oh no, oh no, or oh god, oh god. Like, it was a nail-biter, and it was amazing. You wouldn't think an 85-minute game could be a nail-biter, but watch it. Uh, Just phenomenal. Um, 
But, you know, like, the rest of the tournament's a thing. And as much as I would love to talk about Adfinem and that, that fight for the whole time, let's talk about some of these other teams. Um, I guess there were other teams now that you mention it. I feel like the the biggest conversation we want to have is going to be about evil geniuses. And uh, finally, some evil geniuses I can root for. That that is a point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love Zai. Yes, I love Zai. Zai is. I mean, I think you said he's the kind of player who just like who makes everyone play better just because he seems like a good person to be around, right? Yeah, I mean, we've heard a little bit about how Puppy's temperament as a captain maybe affected some play. I love seeing the opposite, where it's like, no, you get a stable, like, I guess I don't want to call him loving, not having met him, but just like a warm person, a warm, stable person. And I think it can really help a team out. Mm-hmm. And I think Crit is, like, really clutch and really, oh, like, yeah. just a really solid professional, like, a good combo with the Zai. Zai seems like the guy who's just kind of, like, Zai... If I if I can use like a tired family cliche, I guess Zai feels like the mom and Crit feels like the dad, right? <laughs> like Zai is going to like help talk you through it and make you feel better and make everything okay. And like Crit is going to be like, oh, that's the problem. Hang on, <laughs> I'm going to go take care of it. Um, well, and I know they didn't win, but they. I feel like EG played so well, and I feel like this really validates my theory that RTZ needs needs a positive environment in order to succeed. And it's great to see. Okay. Samil's not 15 anymore, and he's he stopped making the sort of panicky mistakes. He's playing amazing. He's yeah. I I don't know that I will ever forgive him for that pro game. A pro game. This isn't a pup. A pro game. Where he picked up Armlet on Windranger. I don't think I'm ever going to forgive him for that. Hey, new meta. No. <laughs> Give it a couple days. Um, Who even knows? <laughs> well, um, but it feels like he's learned restraint is the thing I, I, I wrote here. And mm-hmm. I think is, is the, the quick way to put it, right? Because he was always good on mids that could sort of get involved at every step of the game and like never shy away from a fight. Mm-hmm. Because he was—he's a genuinely—he's always been a super technically talented player who can pull off these amazing moves. Um, but you know, like to, to use that that old cliche, it's about the moves you don't make, right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say to use that old cliche. A little too much Havost in there. Oh well, maybe maybe there's that one, but there's there's more of like Havost just wanted to destroy. Yeah, right? where Sumail um, really would tilt a little bit. And he was so good that he was still playing well. But right. and and also Sumail, it wasn't like I mean, I think he wanted to destroy them, but it wasn't it wasn't because he wanted to destroy, it's because he wanted to impress everyone. Yeah. And save his teammates. Yeah, totally. And like I I sympathize. Um, but it's really great. Like watching his Alchemist, like you and I both at different points in the tournament said, Oh no, Sumail can't play Alchemist. <laughs> he doesn't like basically he doesn't have the patience for that, right? Um, certainly the last time I'd seen him play Alchemist, it was a disaster. And this time it went great Absolutely. because he just he just played smart and careful and well. And this is <laughs> I'm not gonna shut up about single elimination. They got fourth place. I don't feel confident that fourth place is where they would have ended up in a double elimination tournament at all. They were playing very well. Yeah. They were not playing very exciting. An exciting play won. And you know what? From a viewer point of view, that's great. There was so much good Dota to watch. But they played incredibly well and came in fourth. 
So let's talk about another team that, that dropped out um, before its potential. Digital Chaos. Ah. Uh. I think if you were just going by the performance of the teams, you should have expected an OG DC final. I did, in fact. And I certainly think Advenim earned that, that win over them. But single elimination strikes again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I just, I, and I mean, Moon Meander is my, he may now be tied for my favorite player to watch, um, but he is incredibly adaptable and bright and like not, not stuck on any set strategy. I think if they'd had a second series against AF, it would have gone differently. I think you're right. And you know, like, uh, when I saw the Wind Ranger pick in that second game, I was... Like, I was really excited because we is maybe the best Wind Ranger out there. And I was also just so, I mean, I don't know. You heard my reactions. I was like, they're fucked. You reminded um, me of me. <laughs> like, oh, so good and so terrible. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. I mean, there was a point. Like, like I had to leave work, I don't know, like 15 minutes into the game or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was more like 12. Leave for work. Yes. Um. Actually, no, I remember. It was eight minutes into the game. It was eight minutes into the game, and I said as I was leaving, they're done. I was trying to cheer you up, but that didn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, because I knew, yeah. right? Like, I saw how Wind Ranger was doing. Wind Ranger was creating so much space mid. She was, they were rotating supports to her constantly and barely killing her, barely doing much to her. But it's really easy to keep a Wind Ranger from getting farm if you commit those resources. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes: Wind Ranger is essentially creating space. What is she creating space for? And resolution was fucking feeding. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this game is over. That leaves me with a question, though. So this tournament, I got to see. I feel like Legion Commander. People have been trying to jam her into the meta for a long time, and it hasn't been working. And now they found it. Turns out, the original offlaner, she can offlane. Awesome. She's great. Um, totally. Do you think there's something like that for Wind Ranger? Because she's such a, like, the game has been so dynamic and fast and coordinated. It seems like Wind Ranger should fit in there, but where? Well, that's the problem, is that it's so fast and dynamic and coordinated. Wind Ranger isn't relevant until 25 minutes into the game. Mm. She does not matter until 25 minutes. At least in carry Wind Ranger. Support Wind Ranger is just too bad right now. Yeah. Um, so if the meta changes to be more slow-paced, or if some buffs happen to her early game, she will become relevant again. But right now, it's just like, no, like, she needs... I don't know, there was a game that you said, like, that afterwards, that where I played Wind Ranger, and you created tons of space for me. And later, when we were talking about it, you said a thing that I found super flattering, which was, I just knew that if I took the game long enough, we would win because you had Wind Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is partially about the fact that she's a hero I, I have a lot of experience with and a lot of love for, but also it's just that's the hero, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, she's not Medusa, but like, she is the ki- the queen, excuse <laughs> me, of one v one. You do not beat her one v one without some really special itemization and specific. Like, she's just crazy good at it. Um, but you're right. I but, mean, the meta's been moving away from her in that way. Like, even Naga, who I love seeing Naga play. The Naga games have been getting shorter and shorter. She's being played differently. So you're right. It's just moving away from what Wind Ranger is best at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hoping 
we won't talk very much about the patch. I was hoping that there would be some changes in the patch to address this, and I think, <laughs> if anything, there's been the opposite. Um, so that's discouraging for me, but we'll see. Um, what character were you most surprised to see picked, like, more than one time, several times? Who did you not expect to see, like, oh, really? You're winning with, huh. Hmm. And then one... Bounty Hunter? Right? What's going on? I mean, I think... I, I wonder if we need to start thinking about track in the same way we think of, like, Shallow Grave or Lasso, right? As one of those abilities that unless you beat the shit out of someone with nerfs will just always be relevant mm. if used right. Yeah, that's a fair point, and it means you can you can do a ton of roaming with him early, and still he'll be able to track. It's going to make a bunch of money. Yeah, and like, and also, like, I mean, he'll always he'll always get his team back into it, like that comeback factor or that like lead, like the ability to have a three for three trade, and whether you're winning the game or losing the game or tied, the three for three is always a good thing for you. Mm-hmm is fucking ridiculous. That's pretty great. So two more character questions. Let me get them both out in case you need to think. One, what's the one character... I'm not going to say you wish was drafted because just someone you love, but like who you think would have fit in really well and did not get drafted. And then which? what's the biggest whiff you think you saw in terms of drafting? Uh, the biggest... Like the whole draft or single just, hero? I was thinking single hero. Um... Although, if you want to go, like, single hero assignment to person, I think E.E. on Timbersaw. No, not E.E. on Timbersaw. Hit me. Swindles on Winter Wyvern. That was real bad. And, like... But it just feels like less of a problem when it's your five. The way they positioned that draft... I don't know that that's true. Like, I mean, like it's sort of like that sort of the draft started to unravel for them and they needed Winter Wyvern to duct tape it back together. They picked Winter Wyvern to stop the enemy high ground with Winter's Curse and to de-push with Splinter Blast, and she wasn't able to do either of that. Oops. Um, and it's, it's you know, I don't want to dunk on Swindles, right? I mean, the guy just lost a major and, and got eliminated first, and everyone's kind of yelling at him on Reddit. He's having a hard time. And amazing and players have bad rough. games, and yeah, yeah. 100%. But, like, but boy, he did not do himself any favors with his play that game. Well, I really... <laughs> If I was, you know, and like, I know I, I've, I've, I've heard summaries of the patch notes. I'm avoiding them. Uh, but like, rest in peace, this current meta, which has been amazing. And I love it so much, totally. but I really feel like it has showcased the four in ways that like no previous meta I've seen have. Yeah. And I love it. The four it's, is probably my favorite position to watch. The four is my favorite position to play. I it take took me a long time to like uh, I've there's been a long time of me being like I I play support but it's just cuz I haven't had time to practice my farming and really I'm a mid. It's like no I'm I'm <laughs> really a 4. It's okay. I'm I'm really a 4. More than okay. You get to have the most fun. You don't have to just keep it's, your head down like Sven. You can run around and just fuck people up. If you die a couple great. times, it's not the worst. Have adventures. It's so good. Um yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like talking about swindles. You have to talk about the rest of complexity, right? Mm. So, um, Moo was DC's offlaner previously, and was an amazing offlaner. I feel like he was. I mean, okay, top offlaners in 
I'm going to say in the West because I find it hard to rank the Chinese offlaners just because I feel like Chinese teams aren't doing super hot right now. And also the strategy is different enough that it, yeah, yeah. that too, that too. But like, so like, I, I, I don't mean any diss to China by this, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just, I find it hard to position them. But in the West, I would say the top three are number one universe because mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, I would actually say number two, Moon Meander, number three, Moo. Mm. And maybe there's some fanboy in there, but I think they're phenomenal. Oh, Moon is so good. Moon is so good, and Moo is really great. I mean, remember the work he did at the International. <sighs> remember the crowd roaring Moo all the time. <laughs> I do, in fact. But he doesn't feel like he's playing position one for complexity, and it feels weird. And I don't know if it's just because I'm so used to him being an offlaner, but, like, I don't know about that one. Well, and maybe it'll take some time. I mean, No-Tail had a little trouble adjusting to carrying, and he's an astonishing goddamn player. That's very true. And he's no trouble now. But, speaking of offlaners... I'm not I'm not saying this this person is top three, but complexity's offlaner, Monkeys Forever. Oh my god. Oh my god. He is getting god. a new job. I he better. <laughs> like I'm I'm personally I'm hoping for NP, but like There's still gonna be an NP? I don't know. Um just phenomenal play on the part of that boy. I watched some like some of the best Sand King play I've ever seen. Amazing. That it's been so fun to see that hero fire. in, too. Yeah, no, so, so good. So you alluded to it. Let's talk about NP. Um, first off, do you think there will be an NP? I do. Okay, me too. I think if they whiff another couple big tournaments, then then you start asking the question. Well, and also, they're in a, uh, they're in a secret-like position, right? They are not, like, they aren't one of these organizations that has, like, like Complexity. Complexity is an organization that spans Counter-Strike, and I think they probably have a StarCraft team, and they probably have someone in Call of Duty, and they're just, like, they're fucking everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so they can drop a Dota team, and it's no big deal, because they have other pillars, and they can find a new Dota team. NP has NP. If they lose NP, that's it. And I also, I can't really tell, but NP might actually have been founded by EE with his money from winning that major. Oh, God, I hope not. He talks about the money in a way that feels very personal oh, and not like like his, his winnings, but talks about like getting sponsors and stuff yeah. in a way that sounds very personal. I mean... Um, they need to okay. make some changes. And I know I've said it before, but I want EE to offlane. I would like that. The problem is then what would Monkeys Forever do? <laughs> He's moving. He is absolutely packing a suitcase. To NP, right. That's what we're saying. Uh, mm, no, I think you'd want to go to a team that's probably going to do well. Just as a guess. I mean, NP is... NP is in minor tournaments so far. Like they're making a pretty good showing for a new team. I think you're right that EE should not be the carry. Well, and I think you don't make a jump like that to a team that doesn't have a good track record, even if they have a lot of potential. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like if complexity unravels, you do. Oh well, sure. Then you just need a job. 
Right. Um, so, okay. Let's talk people on NP. Aoi 2000 is an unbelievable player. He mm-hmm. needs to stay playing carry. He... I, that game where they gave Aoi 2000 that Naga Siren. <laughs> that was a mistake. Just, it was hilarious. You guys, like, Aoi 2000 won an international with his Naga Siren and his Techies, and not even just because he played them, because he didn't get to play them, <laughs> right? Like, that was the story of TI5, was that no one could ban against EG, because they had to ban Naga and Techies with their first two bans, or they were fucked. That said, and uh, I know, I know, you know, but I'm just parenthetically, AF letting Zhao Wei have um, Enigma, and then just dunking on him, was gorgeous and terrifying and an amazing game watch it you guys absolutely yeah that was a great like when that, that works great... out when you let Aoi have naga and then you just dunk on him all game not that i've ever seen that that's <laughs> that's pretty astonishing but sure as it sure. happens you're right and that was stupid um so Aoi staying carry i fully support mm-hmm. um i think uh, 1437, who has now changed his name to Rose, maybe, for, I don't know if for good or not, but I, it rolls off the tongue way better. I say hair. you keep it. Yeah. Um, I think you keep Rose. I think Rose is good. Mm-hmm. I Listen, guys, guys, I understand. Team NP is an organization formed out of necessity for players who have maybe gotten kicked around by teams a lot. I really don't want to be this guy, but I think MSS and SVG need to go. I can't disagree with you. And I mean, don't need to go, right? Like, I think you can give this team this exact lineup more goes around, but if you're going to make changes, I think that's where you start. Mm. And yeah, I think you're right. I think you need to move Aoi to a role where experimentation is more encouraged, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the offlane. I think he could roam in theory, but he's probably too greedy for that. You mean EE, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, absolutely, and one where he doesn't have to be—he doesn't have to be as aware of what his team is doing. A little more independence—that would be good. So you and I had a conversation that I was in a bad mood and got way too heated about. We're we really going to do this. We're really going to do this. Does Aoi, Does EE need a like? Should Aoi? God, why do I keep doing this? Deep breath. Should Eternal Envy have a job? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so the conversation we had was Colin said, but if they don't win this series, the team might fall apart. And I said, yeah, well, then the team falls apart. I don't think, yeah, I, I, I feel mean, like we ended up pretty close together where I said, I don't feel like you deserve a job as a Dota pro unless someone wants to pay you to do that. But I think we both think that. And he's incredibly talented. He's just got some judgment problems and people skill well, problems. And it seemed to me, and I guess I must have misunderstood, but it seemed like you were saying that his judgment problems run so deep as that he might be like not not like unemployable. Like clearly, people are w- willing to give him money, mm-hmm. but maybe you thought they shouldn't. Oh no, because of his judgment problems. Honestly, if I got my, like my dream for EE, it would be as a commentator. I'm sure that's less money, but I think he'd be an astonishing, interesting, articulate, really informed commentator. I would love to see that. Setting that aside, I'd like to see him play the offlane. I mean, I feel like... So I watched him against... I, I watched them lose. I watched him play OD and Timbersaw. 
he was almost 50% of the deaths on his team when he played that timber saw. And I think he's a really good player. I think he's in the wrong spot. I'm glad that he's not a team captain, but I still think he's in the wrong spot and should be moved down a little bit. But what about like, I mean, did you see the game where he played Marana with that warlock? I did not. You didn't? No. I think that must've been day one. Yeah, it was. He dominated in a way I have rarely seen a mid dominate. Oh, he has great skill, but I think, yeah, that timber saw was, I mean, it was especially shocking, I guess, because everybody knows timber saw is pretty dominant right now. And he was just eating it. It was, it was a little awkward. Yeah. So no, no, I definitely think he should still have a job in Dota. Although again, he's, he, for me is in the category with PPD. I want them to be commentators. Well, PPD is a, He's taking a different route where he's soon going to own evil geniuses. So, well, listen, boy, uh, that guy, huh? Yeah, I recognize oh. he's actually probably too salty to long-term work as a commentator. But that's sad for me. I would love a genuinely salty commentator who knows what he's talking about. I do actually have to double back to uh, Sumail real quick because um, I forgot one thing I wanted to say, which was that I think part of the reason Sumail has learned restraint has been having fear as a coach. Mm. he's always said that he like looks up to fear immensely. And that's always shown like the couple of documentaries they've done. Like that doesn't seem to be just words. Like he'll be sort of joking around and fear will say something and he takes it like gospel. Mm. Um, And I think having fear, not just like when you're playing alongside someone, like if I play alongside newbie friends, if we're in a bot match, I can help them plenty. If we're against people, Half the time, like, they'll be like, hey, what do you do about this? And I'll be like, uh, can you give me a second? I can't, <laughs> I can't think about this right now. I am almost, you know, whatever, right? So you're saying Samilna has one of those cross stitches that's like, and when you saw one pair of footprints, that is when fear carried me. I don't know if that's what I'm, you <laughs> took that to a weird place. Uh, that's my job. I guess what I, what I was trying to say is that fear, when he was on the team, was too busy with his own stuff to be like a, a full mentor to Sumail. But now he can cradle him in his muscular arms. Now that's literally his job. And I think that I think he managed to teach Sumail to be a better, like more level headed player. Yay. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, he didn't strip him of his ego apparently, but mm. you know, Hey, well, you can only do so much for sure. And you know, most carries have a little ego. Do you want to talk about OG at all? <laughs> the one thing I really want to say is that for that last game, I don't even remember who they gave MVP because it wasn't Jerax, and that is a goddamn hate crime. I know he'd already gotten it more than once. He is the MVP for every game they played in. Jerax is... They would not have made it to number one without him. I am comfortable saying that. He is fucking astonishing. And... So fun to watch. In episodes on the way here, since Emily hasn't been on, I've sort of been like, I want to have the conversation about who the best four is, about who the best blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. And I've sort of been like, Jerax is probably the best four, but blah. I think we've sort of gone past that. I think Jerax might be the best person playing Dota right now. Yes. And it, it, you know, I have issues with some commentary happening in Dota, and it's it drives me crazy to see that go unnoticed so much of the time. Again, they call it out, especially later in the tournament when they figured out, oh, it seems like that one guy's doing okay. But 
Oof. Oof. So good. So astonishingly good. It's unreal. Oh, but I have to say in terms of commentary, and I think I said this for the last tournament, but making Purge the Dota weatherman was such a good idea. I love his stuff, and I feel like he does the best when he has a little time to think about to think about it, to look and think. And it's it's a hole I didn't know was there, and he's filled it for the Dota community. So thanks, Purge. You're the greatest. Yeah. I started out watching but... your videos when I was trying to learn to play. And I want to, like, also, if we're talking about the talent, mm-hmm. um, two things. One, it's really great to see Pyrian. I feel like yeah. Pyrian has really settled into the role that he needs to be in, which is just sort of being, like, the voice of the people on the panel, you know? For anyone who missed it, when he was explaining why Adfinum had to win the finals, <laughs> he was explaining why it was destiny, <laughs> you know, philosophy, geometry, and now! Like, yes, the Greeks are coming. And after they lost two games in a row, Pyrian said, we jinxed them. And Machine said, shut up. Perfect. Not a big Machine fan. I, hmm, that was going to be my next part, is I thought Machine did a good job. Like, I mean, I think, the you know, bar is pretty low for the job he was doing. Well, and like, okay, so the bar may be lower than you realize, right? God, I hope not. Machine, Machine is a Counter-Strike global offensive commentator. Mm-hmm. The large majority of, of Counter-Strike global offensive commentators that I know are not just bad, they are homophobic, <laughs> like, misogynist, human pieces of fucking garbage. Well, and as annoyed as I was by Machine most of the time after that game three of the finals, he was clearly blown away. And 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 my icy heart melted a little right there. And, like, I mean, he did, like... I don't imagine he had a lot of warning that he was going to do this because <laughs> that's not how Valve do. He did his fucking homework. Of course there's stuff he Mm -hmm. didn't get because if you don't play Dota, there's stuff you can't or haven't been in the community for years. And it's his job not to get some stuff. That's why he was there. But, like, he did a ridiculously good job for someone who doesn't fucking play Dota. I feel like he took a couple little digs at Purge. I feel like he took a couple couple little digs at Purge because Purge was digging at him. (laughs) Believe you me. (sighs) Yeah, but he deserved it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought Machine did a, a a great job. I was gonna like, hey Valve, I I see what you were going for. I don't know about bringing someone who doesn't play Dota to host the major. I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. But considering, I think he did a phenomenal job. Well, and I mean, the way they do this in actual sports is they have someone who actually does know all about it, who just sort of plays the straight man. No, oh, I don't know about this draft. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I... God, listen. <laughs> I have done lots of podcasts for a couple of years now, and sometimes you pretend not to know things. It's not that hard. Yeah. Oh, man, they should or let Shiver do it next time. She would be great. She would be fantastic. All right, official request. Hire me, Volvo. <sighs> all right. Any other thoughts for the the Boston Major? Congratulations, everybody. Like, I, there's just a ton of good play. And I really like that before the finals, the highlight reel they showed, I felt like showed great play even from teams who lost early. Like, it was a great series. People played really well. Congratulations, really, everybody who made it there. Um, And I kind of, my note was going to be fuck single elimination, but oh, yeah. there's bad news. 
Yeah. So they also announced the next tournament, which is the Kiev Major in Kiev, Ukraine. Ooh. And judging by the time frame, hmm. it's going to be single elimination. All right, but wouldn't it be hilarious if instead they were just making them play 18-hour days of Dota? <laughs> or if they adjusted the time frame later, it would also be nice. But, like, yeah, come on, guys. this like I can see why. I mean, in their totally. limited defense, yes, you want to make the major special in, or the international special in several ways. But, yeah, it, uh, it just ends up feeling unfair to really good it, teams. It does. It does. I mean, they're, like... Or even to just teams that, like... You could have been 5th and not 12th. Yeah. Or you want to talk about, like, like NP, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I don't think you would call NP a really great team, right? Accurate. And I think that's fair. But I don't get called NP that very is, often. NP, NP is absolutely the sort of team that does better in double elimination, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes they just do weird. If you have EE on your team, single elimination. <laughs> sometimes is it's going to break bad. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, you know, I I have a background in fighting games to an extent, and let me tell you something about professional fighting games. The overriding logic is if a tournament is single elimination. Okay, well, if a, t- a tournament is double elimination, the best player usually wins. Mm-hmm. If a tournament is single elimination, there is a very high possibility for good people to get, as they call it, gimmicked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get beaten by some just like some crazy thing that wouldn't work if you did it twice. But hey, it doesn't matter. And like that's um, exciting sometimes. Again, ad finem. Like it was really exciting. I actually wish they had won. And okay, no, my final note, my final note is a little different, which is. OG is an amazing team. They've worked really hard, and I'm glad they won. And it sucks. I was one of the people cheering for AF. It sucks how quiet everybody was when they did well. And I was one of those people. But I just want to throw it out there. They totally earned it. They played amazing. And I'm sorry that they got overshadowed by this, like, meteoric rise of a nobody team. Right. I don't want to go full fuck you Boston, right? But that crowd kind of sucked. Um, like, and, and that's, it's easier to say after the Manila major where that crowd was enthusiastic as hell, even when like it was starting at 5 a.m. their time. That's true. But yeah, like the booing with pauses, that's frustrating. Yeah. Like, come on. It's not their fault. I I even have my little paranoid things. I think for example, that I see EE pause way more than any other player I've ever seen, but I'm not going to boo him in the stands for God's sake. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know. Like, Yeah. Again, Manila, every team got cheers. It yeah. doesn't matter if they're not from the Philippines They got, or even the nearby region. They got loud cheers for everybody. And then, like, clearly there were some people they were more into, but everybody got a warm welcome. That's not the case in Boston. Yeah. And that's just, that's just shitty. I don't know. I, I was disappointed by that crowd, for sure. Yeah. It was a bummer. Although the Greek contingent were thrilling to watch and i don't know whether you saw this but it was a great nerd moment that i really loved there was a long detailed poster about why madara is the best carry like going into detail about his history and emily hmm? you missed a meme ah that's that's uh that's a madara uchiha from naruto thing no no but that's not even the camera focuses on it for a minute they made adjustments to make it about 
this Madara. But what I'm but saying, what this is not on. my point. My point okay, is sorry. the camera focuses on it for a minute. He flips it over and it says in huge letters, fuck slacks, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious and was okay, on screen for kind That's of like brilliant. a few seconds. Like, oops. That's actually brilliant. Yes, never it was mind. great. <laughs> okay, I just got played. <laughs> He, 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 I wasn't even looking at the camera, and he got me just now. It was real good, and oh. yeah, I did. I did have to explain to my four-year-old that that bad man in the Santa costume is not real Santa and not one of Santa's helpers. <laughs> oh boy, I I love Slacks. I do not love his tournament stuff, except for I like his player interviews. Some people don't. That's fine, but I find them very mixed. Like he can get stuff out that other people don't, but also. I don't know. Yeah, he does. He does. He can. He can fall into Mimi territory. But like his, his jokey and like he feels like he's on the player's side in those interviews, Mm -hmm. which can yeah get and like he's genuinely interested, which a lot of interviewers do not manage. Um, I do want to real quick just touch on an issue that I hope is going to get addressed soon. Um, Boosting and botting in in Dota two is starting to get out of control. And I don't know if it's just because things are quieter because everyone's watching the major unless people are playing. But like multiple games on the front page of like here, watch this game. It's going on right now. Are just robots playing robots? Yuck. So that one person can boost the MMR of an account that someone is paying them to boost. Well, now they know that's the way to get to a team that goes to the majors. <sighs> I guess. Right. Um, yeah, there's a there's a low tier. I can't. I wish I could call him out on air. There's a low tier pro who has been using botting in order to get out of low priority, which he gets because, you know, he's a toxic piece of garbage. Um, I hope, I hope there are solutions for that incoming, right? Yeah. Well, big changes are coming. God knows. Yeah. I, I will, we'll touch on it real quick. I, you know, okay. Okay. If we're going to touch on it real quick, I have an exciting idea. How about you okay. react the way you think I would react, and I'll react the way I think you're reacting to the new patch, just for a minute, okay? I can't do the high-pitched voice, though. No, 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 not, not voice, just, you know, the spirit of the thing. I'll go first. This is okay. great. I wish they had given more to Wind Ranger instead of screwing her over, but there are huge changes, and I'm super excited about doing these new things and having special talents. The meta we were just in was so good and it's you know like changes can be cool but like we had such a good meta changes right now i don't i don't really want them and also like a lot of the time it feels like ice frog makes changes so he can make changes and boy he's making a lot of changes yeah this slipping back into myself this really feels like like going fishing by just blasting a shotgun into a pond like oh my god and i hate that you can't level stats I hate that so much. It's it's one of the big changes. I don't know. There are it's... really big changes coming. Like, listen, I I am change averse. This is a thing about me. Even when I warm up later, it's always, I don't know about this newfangled, but I don't know about this newfangled shit. Monkey King seems awesome. Techies needed a huge rework. And beyond that, I'm going to be over here in my tinfoil hat, sort of scowling at Dota for a while. So you've been, you've been, you've been like, okay, the cards on the table. You've been sick today. And also like, I've been every sick for like two months. Forever. Yes. I'm never um, getting better ever. 
But like you actually haven't had a chance to actually stare down the patches. Yeah. I've told you some things. Mm -hmm. I saved one for the podcast. Oh, no. Illusions now grant a scaling golden experience bounty. I knew there had to be an illusion change and you hadn't told me about it. And that is a good one. And also? They don't get glazed anymore? That Well, I don't know. Like, I didn't look mm-hmm. into that stuff too much. But that is for everyone's illusions, except Peel. Phantom Lancers. <laughs> Phantom Lancers' illusions are only worth five gold, five experience. And Darkseer's wall of replica illusions are. Man, God bless Phantom Lancer. I'd love to see him come back. Right? Well, he's got a new axe. But we'll talk about that <laughs> some other time. Yeah, I'm, I'm so... Just a reminder, in case I, and, and if I said it before or if I didn't, um, the patch note special, which we're recording tomorrow morning, is not going to be me and Emily. It's going to be me and a special guest, <laughs> and it's exciting, and it's going to be great. Colin has noticed that I tend to get bored and start opening other tabs during patch note specials. <laughs> I've also noticed that you're never free ever. Well, but... listen, always sick. <laughs> um, I will say, though, listeners, for the next time I'm on the podcast... I found a piece of fan fiction that I, it's forced pregnancy. It's genuinely horrifying. If you want it, I had to read it. I will share it with you. But unless Bottle Crow gets some tweets or other mentions saying that you want me to read this to you, I am just going to try to pretend it didn't happen. Otherwise, the next time I'm on, I'll have some kind of normal fan fiction corner. Hmm. I missed fan fiction corner. Yeah, I'm on so much less. I even I had one for today, but I don't. It doesn't feel like the right time. You'll have to invite me back. <laughs> I I will be more than happy. <laughs> this to. is my fifth grade oh. book report, and to find out the rest. <laughs> it's not the fifth grade fifth grade book report where you pretend to have read it, but clearly just looked at the Wikipedia. Oh no, it's definitely that. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> I pretend That's to have fair. read fan fiction, but in fact, I've only read critical analyses of fan fiction by academics. Boy, that's a that's a marketplace, huh? I'm kind of a weird beard. So, oh, oh, oh <laughs> wait, no, I gotta get you on the hook for one more thing. Mm. I told you the techies changes. Yes. What do you think? I'm actually really excited, but I would be excited <sighs> for almost any techies changes because he's so they're so unplayed. Like I love techies, I love what they do, but no one is ever picking them. Even in the pub games I play, nobody's picking them, and I get why. So. These changes seem interesting. Please let that bring him into meta. That would be great. I would love to see techies in a way that didn't make me want to. I'm not going to say kill myself because that's ridiculous. Reddit, <laughs> um, but just make me want to stop playing. Sometimes techies can do that. Okay, okay, but last maybe last thing. New patch. Who do you want coming into the meta? Wind Ranger. Well, okay then. And Jakiro. Wind Ranger Jakiro. I want that to be the thing. I want Treant and Pugna. Oh my god, the Treant change. Oh my god, Emily. We'll talk in a minute. Um, (laughs) So, thanks everybody for listening. This has been uh, Bottle Crow, episode 39. It's so great to have you back, Emily. It's been a pleasure. I'd love to stop in occasionally. I'm just a phlegmy disaster for the rest of my life. Well, if you want to be a flummy disaster, let <laughs> us know on Twitter at, at Bottle Crow. Or if you want to hear about our... forced pregnancy by on Phantom Lancer by Broodmother. I didn't know who it was on. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, and okay, yes, I did 
Google Dota 2 pregnancy. That was me. The fuck is wrong with you? Um, if you put in Dota 2 P, it fills stop, it. Just stop talking. That's a great idea. Um, so <laughs> if any questions or comments you want to send, you could tweet them at, at @bottlecrow, or you could email them to bottlecrowreborn she gets at gmail.com. Super into it. If you want to talk to me specifically, you can at me at, at 6264 on Twitter. That's as words, 6264. I want to give thank you, give a big thank you to Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which I imagine are going to pair really well with the release of Monkey King. Ooh, you have got to switch back. Right? I've been um, doing the Halo so, music, but I'm over it. It's pretty exciting. Um, and also, if you like what we do here, and maybe what I do specifically, because Emily isn't really on Scanline that much, you can go to scanlinemedia.com, where I and a friend of mine do games criticism, podcasts, articles, videos. Check that stuff out. And if you like what you see there, you can go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia and chip in. And that money goes towards getting us new games or new hardware, not for our pockets. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace out.